Hello and welcome to Reading the Room, a psychic exploration. We are celebrating our one year anniversary. Woohoo! Woo! One year! One Happy year. anniversary to, to us. Us, yes. <laughs> we did it, guys. A whole year. Whole yes. year. It's been fun. So, what is your favorite episode that we did so far? Oh, that's a great question. I am still particular. I think the Mothman is still my favorite episode. Nice. What about nice. you guys, Pam? Well, I was hoping you go to Katie first because I'm still reeling and wondering. I didn't oh, think this okay. out. Reeling and oh. wondering. Yeah. Well, for me, it's no contest. It was the uh, UFO UAP episode that we did. Yeah. Um, that was about Tom DeLonge in his uh, documentary. It's just my favorite, and I just like to listen to it. So, listeners, if you haven't uh, <laughs> listened to these favorite episodes of ours, please go back in the archives and check it out. All right, Pam, did you have enough time to figure out your answer? Yeah, I've got a two-part answer. Mm-mm-mm. Number one, I liked our first episode, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was our first, so I was so excited. And then I really liked our, our haunted um, episode. Our episode about the haunted. We talk house. about the the dice the, road, all that. The dice road haunting, yeah, because yeah. I felt like that was very significantly, very significant, in that I believe that those things happened, and it was very intriguing. I'm also a big fan of the uh, Tupac Biggie episodes. I think those were really fun. Oh, yeah, those yeah. are my favorite too. I forgot. I learned a lot about hip hop. Yeah, those are my yeah. least favorite because I wasn't on them. <laughs> Well, I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. I thought that they were very interesting too. And just from listening to them and, and reading about it, I learned a lot more about the hip hop um, industry than I ever expected to know. The hips and the hops. The, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to do more of those. We're going to have to start. Listeners, if you got any cool uh, hip hop mysteries you got for us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, if you have any hippie, hoppy, hippie to the hop, to the hip hop, and you Hippity don't stop for rocking. We want to learn more. We're interested. Yeah. It's fun. We Send are. it to us. Okay, guys. I know you both have stories. I did not bring one. I wanted to do something a little different for this fun celebration. So we're playing a game. You guys ready to play a game? Hey. Yeah. Always, What's the game? always ready to play a game. All right. Let's go. Yeah, uh, uh, this game is called Serial Killer, more like Serial Griller. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those words rhyme. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's shake it out. Rhyming words are the best. Okay. All right, see if you can beat beat our two uh, hosts here, listeners. Question one. Harold Shipman a.k.a. Dr. Death, was a a physician that specialized in end-of-life care, specifically ending your life. Mm. Practicing in London from 1972 to 1998, Shipman killed at least blank patients and more likely killed closer to blank. 45 and 100. 45 and 100 from Kate right out the gates. Okay, I'm going to go with 35 and 108. 35 and 108. I will give our listeners a moment to reflect on Dr. Harold Shipman. This guy's really interesting. I just found out something interesting. So he, used, he would use morphine to kill you. He would overdose you on morphine. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get caught until he started to get really greedy, where he would try to get in on the inheritance on these people mm-hmm. he's killing. I remember Ew. this story, yeah. So the actual answer, he is is known to be connected to 218 patients that he killed. Oh, Ew. he was busy. Busy, but uh, they believe that is more likely around the 250 mark is how many people wow. he actually killed. Mm. Wow. 218, 250. Big, big time. Yeah. All right, I was off. All right, guys, Question. question number two. Question number two, John Wayne Gacy, 
possibly the scariest non-rapping clown, mm-hmm. was convicted of 33 counts of murder and executed in what year? What year? Does it help that I would know it would be Illinois, state of Chicago? Okay. That's good. I, I would say... Paints the picture. So I will tell you, uh, I don't know if this will help your guess or not. Uh, if you wanted to be pen pals with John Wayne Gacy while he was on death row, he would send you a questionnaire to see if you were worth his time or not. Oh, wow. How oh, very like, screened out nope. by a psycho. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting rejected by John Wayne Gacy. He's like, no. no. <laughs> Block. I don't think so. <laughs> you right swipe or left swipe, whatever's the bad one. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have no idea. You know, I I'm saw that say, the, I saw, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to say 1986. I have no idea. I saw he had a documentary out. I knew he was a total creep. I didn't watch it on purpose. 1994. Is, I feel like he's the creepiest for sure. Oh, yeah. I knew okay, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's awful. He was, he was super creepy, dude. Uh, we got an 86. We've got a 1994 listeners. Lock in your answers now, because the answer is 1994. Yes! Wow! Yes! Yes! I didn't even good guess. The game is on top. <laughs> Whoa! I am one for like 20 times we've done this guessing game. I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't usually win. <laughs> You're right. You were right on track there, Kate. You must be a secret John Wayne Gacy letter writer or something. I was rejected. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm obsessed when they <laughs> killed that motherfucker because he rejected my letters. Yeah. Uh, when I lived in Tennessee, we went to, there's this place in Pigeon Forge called Alcatraz East. And they've got a mm. bunch of, they've got a bunch of John Wayne Gacy's clown outfits there. Ew. It's gross. It's really did you gross. Put, but did also, you put any on? Did you wear yeah, any, Adam? I stole three of them. <laughs> you went, I've been working a side gig. I've been told you guys I've been working. Cl- I've been clowning on the sides. Funny old killer clothes. You, you went on, you put one of those clown outfits on and you went over and sat Ted Bundy's car, right? That's right. That's right. They actually do have his beetle there. His, I know. His I remember beetle. you telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy creepy how much stuff could you actually do like put on the <laughs> outfit go get in the car well they uh, had oj's bronco so i actually drove away oh oh, okay. oh. question dog. number three trace question oh pedro lopez the monster of the andes is linked to more than 300 murders as was convicted of 110 murders Mm. He served less than 20 years b- before being released. What? Why was he released? Why was he released, guys? Why was he released? Okay. Nebulous. And that was in the Andes. So um, he was, I believe it was Peru, Colombia, and maybe perhaps Ecuador. Uh, he's mm-hmm. He was convicted of 110 murders, uh, admitted to 240 more a third of his kills were indigenous people of South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, real piece of shit. Yeah. But he's, I don't know if he's still alive, but for a long time, he's been out of prison walking around. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say, why is he released? Why would somebody only serve 20 years when they've killed so many people? I would have to say that for him to admit the murders, he had some sort of arrangement where he would only get 20 years so that he could come in and admit to more so they could solve a bunch of them gotcha okay so giving up information ahead of time they, yeah it's yeah. an arrangement okay that's that's a, that's a, that's a very solid. solid guess kate what you got i'm gonna go with um something health related okay like i don't i don't know i mean i know they do they do care in prisons, but sometimes it, I don't know. Sometimes they, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes. That's the yes. I don't know. Like right. sometimes I've, I've seen certain people be released, but like other people will die of cancer in prison. So I don't know how that works. Right. My yeah. Health. 
All right, all right, listeners, lock in your answers now. After killing more than 300 people, Pedro Lopez was released after serving less than 20 years for good behavior. What? 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 Good behavior. What? He got out for good behavior. No. no. I didn't even think that was an option. Right? Who would have? Who would have? Yeah. After the, after maybe you kill one person, they let you out while you're still a person that's alive. After you you hit triple digits. That's insane. I think that wouldn't be on the table anymore. I thought that if you no. hit triple digits, you were in for life, or they sent you to a mental hospital where they looked at you through a tiny window and then sent questionnaires every once in a while. And- <laughs> <laughs> they sent in John Wayne Gacy's questionnaires to see if it would be worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, question number four. Ted Bundy is perhaps the greatest example of the male beauty standard being so low it may as well be painted on the floor. This gross creep was portrayed by Zach Efron, mm-hmm. professional handsome person. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name any of the other actors that have portrayed Ted Bundy? Oh, that is a really good question. I have nine right here. Oh, man. Nine. I'm just, I'm just going to guess Tom Cruise. I don't know why. Tom Cruise. Let's throw that out there. I don't know Hollywood why. logic. This guy looks like shoot up bubblegum. Make Tom Cruise play him. I don't know. All right. I haven't seen right. any of the other movies. All right. So, so Zach, Zach Efron is your Hollywood handsome. You're right. Who else has played him? You, look- Paul Michael Glacier. Um, I don't know who that is, but he's not on my list. So he, I, was the, he was the guy who played Starsky and Starsky and Hutch from the original series. Got it. Oh, see, that would have been a good, interesting guy. He kind of looks like him. So that is my only guess. All right, listeners. I bet one of you, uh, I bet one of our listeners can name someone. Because there's there's some big names in here that I was not. Okay. Well, we're going to start with uh, Adam Long. James Marsters portrayed him, uh, famously Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hmm. Do you guys remember the 1990s? Are you familiar with the 1990s? Mm-hmm. No, I went from yeah. right from, right from the there. 80s, <laughs> <laughs> right from the 80s to being to the 2000s. Yeah, do you mean so, that's a uh, movie or something? <laughs> There's a show called Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and they they main star Corey Nemec once portrayed. Oh, Michael Riley Burke, a man named Luke Kirby. Uh, I would have accepted Trey Parker did the voice of him on South Park. Oh, Billy, I feel like that's like Billy Campbell. You feel insane. like it's cheating? Trey Parker, like no, no, no. I feel like Trey Parker, like that would just be a good answer for like anything, like this question for like anybody. You know what I mean? Who, who might be in the park? Who might be in right, yeah. again, South Park? <laughs> yeah. South, South, South Park, yeah. And then our fi- final two, Carrie Elwes played him. Old uh, Princess Bride. And Mark Harmon, famous. Oh, okay. Other than, other than Mark Harmon, I don't know who any of those people are. Really? Have you ever I, seen The Princess Bride? I have. The main character, the guy, Buttercup. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know his name though. I just oh, knew I him as the Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. I should have just wrote Buttercup. You should have. Yeah, I would have thought you were talking about a horse then. Buttercup the one. horse played it. <laughs> Buttercup the horse. Yeah. yeah. Get my book. <laughs> <laughs> I've escaped prison twice because they don't really pay attention to those things in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. I hurt. I hurt my horse. Help me. <laughs> all right question number five okay notoriously stinky neighbor and self-taught lobotomist jeffrey dahmer murdered his first victim just so he wouldn't leave just so he wouldn't leave that's so sad what is jeff dahmer's sun sign guys Gemini. it's a zodiac question gemini 
Lock, lock it in, y'all. Oh, it's locked in. Gemini. Jemini, what you got, Kate? I'm trying to think. Jeffrey Dahmer, sun sign. Is that what you're asking me? That is that is. what you said? Okay, that's the Some, name. All right, listeners, I can see these two, and sometimes their eyes are a little suspicious, like they're checking their phones. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I got the, hands up. I was trying to I channel it I would never in question their integrity, but... Hands up. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Aries. Gemini. All serial Aries, killers are Gemini. Gemini's. That motherfucker's a Gemini. I knew it. Oh, well, shoot. You said all serial killers are Gemini's? Yep. Mm. High percentage. Yeah. You know why that is. Mm-hmm. Hidden life. I feel a little insulted, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Adam's Gemini, I... and I have a rising Gemini sign, so I'm a little bit like, yikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, That's you guys totally... Kill. Yeah, you guys totally could kill some cereal. So that uh, that just tied it up one one. Uh, we have two questions left, guys. Two questions left. Number six. Speaking of the zodiac, the zodiac killer was more of a puzzle dork than a killer. Mm-hmm. He was. His last cipher contained three hundred and forty characters. Oh my god! And took how long to decode? How long did it take to that final message? 42 years. I don't know the time frame of it, but I think it had to be deciphered by a computer or something like that. So, so 30 years. We, our guess is 42 years and 30 years. All right, listeners. The actual time frame was 51 years. I knew it was Yay. really a long period. Yeah. It's because but there's not actually, by computer. There no. were three ciphers in in the, the code, and they mm-hmm. accidentally figured it out. These code breakers did after 51 years. Hmm. And then what it was was him bragging about himself. Uh, I'm so awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. He's like, that was you didn't see me on TV. That wasn't me. Uh, you'll probably put me in the gas chamber, which we didn't. Unless he got busted doing something else. We we never mm-hmm. caught that motherfucker. Yeah. And because seven's such an important number to us, question number seven. Like hot dogs and fuzzy dice, serial killers are largely American phenomenon. What percentage of known serial killers come from the US? And because it's tied, we're gonna go closest to the correct answer. All right. 60%. 83%. Oh my gosh. You guys were, you guys hit it on both ends. Uh, you were both very close, uh, but one of you was slightly closer. The answer is 70% of known serial killers are in the United States. Wow. That's so many. That is so many. I just heard on a, a different podcast that they think that there's at least 300 serial killers that drive semi trucks. Oh, active yeah. today. Yeah. That'd be a good cover. Like if you're constantly traveling and the California highway system, this man was a serial killer and worked on those and would hide bodies like right before construction started. So they say that a huge percentage of the California highways have dead bodies underneath them from this guy. Yuck. Yikes. Isn't that crazy? Guys, we did it. Serial killer. More like serial griller. Mm -hmm. One year. Our first winner, Kate. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations, Kate. Guys, listeners, if you played along, I want to know if you got any right. Did you get any right? Did you get any wrong? Did I get anything wrong? Let me know. Yeah. Did anybody beat Kate? Anybody beat Cake? Anybody beat cake? <laughs> Anybody beat cake? <laughs> Anybody sending us a cake for our birthday? Cake. We like cake. <laughs> Guys, here I I made us a cake. It looks like my inhaler, but it's actually made out of cake. Oh, impressive! Digital cake. Delicious. Digital cake. 
All right. All right. Are you guys ready for the sus stories? So ready. Okay. So Kate, you said you're going first. I said who's going first, but I can go first. Who's on first? Who's on second? Hold All right. On second. All right. So we're going to talk about the sudden death of Brittany Murphy. You guys remember <gasps> Brittany, Brittany Murphy? Brit Murph. How yeah. interesting. So tragic. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys a story. So though the sudden death of Brittany Murphy was initially ruled as a terrible natural twist of fate, the sheer shock of her demise led many to suspect foul play. The rising starlet found fame as the innocent in the 1995 film Clueless. You remember her in Clueless? She was yeah. so cute. Rolling oh, she with was the homies. Yeah, she was so cute. And the role catapulted her into cult classics like Girl, Interrupted, Riding in Cars with Boys, and Uptown Girl. She was a mix of endearing and edgy, and many Hollywood insiders predicted her inevitable superstardom. But instead of reaching the A-list, Brittany Murphy was found dead in a bathroom in her Hollywood Hills mansion just before Christmas of 2009. The first autopsy report listed pneumonia, iron deficiency, anemia, and, and multiple drug intoxication as the cause of her death with no illegal substances found in her blood. And then just five months later, her husband died in the same mansion under the same circumstances. So really similar circumstances, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy was born... Brittany Ann Berlini on November 10th, 1977. My birthday is November 9th. So mm-hmm. hey, sister. <laughs> In Atlanta, Georgia, when she was two years old, her parents divorced and her mother took her to Edison, New Jersey, where she would remain until she was a teenager. As a child, Murphy was energetic, loved to sing and dance. Her first acting role came at the tender age of nine when she starred in her school production at the musical Really Rosie. When she turned 13, she packed her bags and headed to Hollywood under the guidance of her mother. They were adorable together, Joanne Colonna, Murphy's longtime agent. They finished each other's sentences. Both were bright and bubbly, and that relationship never changed. By the 1990s, Brittany Murphy began securing supporting roles in TV and film, and in 1995, she hit it big with her role in the hit film Clueless. Though this was her only second ever film role, Clueless launched her career. Murphy's still eyes, charm, and earnest laugh made her popular in the early 2000s in films like Little Black Book and Eight Mile, where she infamously paid rapper Marshall Eminem Mathers love interest. Her timing was impeccable, so the director, Penny Marshall, who worked in the actress who worked with the actress on writing in cars with boys. She could be funny. She was dramatic. She was just a really terrific actress. But by the end of 2009, Brittany Murphy's career had deflated. She was dropped from a number of feature film roles and a lucrative voice acting spot as Luann on TV's King of the Hill after tabloid rumors of her abusing substances spread through the industry. She was painted as as like a, a late person to work, unfocused, barely able to handle her lines because of her bad drug habit. Her husband, Simon Monjack, meanwhile, claimed the rumors were stated by former managers and agents to just sabotage her career. With Murphy's career in jeopardy, the couple considered moving to New York City where the actress could begin anew. They also hoped to start a family, but Brittany Murphy was also the breadwinner and caregiver of her mother who struggled against multiple bouts of breast cancer, as well as her husband who suffered heart problems. The actress continued to work in Los Angeles, starring in low budget films, merely for small paychecks. Yet, even as her stardom continued to fade, no one could have guessed the tragic manner in which her life would suddenly end. In November of 2009, Brittany Murphy, her husband and her mother flew to Puerto Rico to shoot the next film. Uh, another low-budget horror film. It didn't take long for problems to crop up. The movie's producers tried to ban Monjack, that's her husband, from the set after he allegedly showed up drunk. As a result, Murphy quit the project on the first day, and her husband later told The Hollywood Reporter that Murphy was unhappy that the film turned turned out to be a horror flick instead of a thriller like she was led to believe. Deciding to turn the work trip into a family vacation, 
Murphy and her family continued to continue their stay on the island for eight more days. On their flights back home, her husband and her mother became sick with a staph infection. Her husband, Mon Jack, was reportedly so sick that they had to perform an emergency landing mid-flight to take him to the hospital. When they returned, the couple reportedly remained ill and were treated for pneumonia. Then, in the early morning of December 20th, 2009, Brittany Murphy collapsed on the balcony in her Hollywood Hills mansion. She was lying on the piano trying to catch her breath. Her mom recalled, I said, baby, get up. She said, mommy, I can't catch my breath. Help me, help me. Because Brittany had been sick for six weeks at this point, and because her mother claimed that she had a flair for the dramatic, her cries weren't taken seriously. Monjack, the husband, remembered that she said to her mom, I'm dying. I'm going to die, mommy. I love you. Hours later, Brittany Murphy collapsed for a second and final time in her bathroom, and she was rushed to the hospital where she died at only 32 years old. According to her husband, the bathroom had been a sacred place for her who used to spend hours in front of the mirror trying to try on makeup. She enjoyed hanging out while listening to music and reading magazines. Now this, the sacred room was the place of her grisly death. The Los Angeles coroner ruled that the death of Brittany Murphy as accidental. Ultimately, they believed a lethal combination of pneumonia, which, Mercy, which she probably caught from a staph infection or family contract her family got on the trip an iron deficiency and multiple drug intoxications that claimed her life. Her husband, meanwhile, said that the actress died of heartbreak due to her mistreatment in Hollywood. But Monjock's similar death five months later raised flags for many. His report his reportedly caused by pneumonia and anemia as well. And while some theorized toxic mold may have been its way to their home, others suspect foul play. In November 2013, an independent inquiry was lodged by Brittany Murphy's father, Angelo Bertolini, into her death. The second toxicology report, which was analyzed by forensic pathologists, found traces of different heavy metals in her blood, which led her father to believe that she was poisoned. I have a feeling that was definitely murder situation here, he told Good Morning America while implying that different family members played a role in his daughter's death. He initially believed that her husband may have been responsible for killing her and that he was controlling her and trying to destroy her career. But the mom disputed this and she said the medals were found um, because of hair dye. And there was also a bizarre conspiracy theory that her mom was targeted, that Murphy was targeted by the government due to her friendship with Hollywood filmmaker and a whistleblower. The rumor was supported by the allegation that um, her husband had become paranoid in the months leading up to his wife's death. According to an expert from a book written by Murphy's longtime family friend in The Hollywood Reporter, Monjack believed that he and Murphy were being watched and even installed 56 cameras across their property. Oh, that's a lot reported- of cameras. Yeah, paranoid. He also reportedly installed a scrambling device to prevent their phone conversations from being wiretapped, but the only confirmed connection between the alleged whistleblower and Brittany Murphy was a letter that the whistleblower sent to her publicist asking for public support of the case, which the publicist declined. There was also suspicion that the actress had died from toxic mold growing inside her house and that her death was covered up due to a non-disclosure agreement between the property developers. While some professionals and even Murphy's own mother initially claimed that the toxic mold theory was absurd, her mom changed her stance in December 2011 and claimed that toxic mold did indeed kill her daughter and her son-in-law. She also filed a lawsuit against the attorneys who represented the, represented the property developers. Fans, meanwhile, have lobbied suspicions against her mother, especially after rumors spread that the mother and Murphy's husband had begun sharing the same bed after the actress died. In fact, he was found in the bed and he reportedly shared it with the mom on the day he died. So the day he died, him and, the, and Brittany Murphy's mom were sharing a bed. But <coughs> Gross. the mom, re- yeah, mm-hmm. that's weird. But the mom reportedly had a close relationship with her daughter and she suggested she would never do that. And so she was never deemed a murder suspect by the investigators. And mm. that's, that's it, you guys. What do you think about that? I think it's pretty mysterious. What do you think happened to her? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think happened to her? I think that it sounds like she was really ill. 
she maybe she died of of a mixture of the drugs or some mold or something but I just thought it was really strange that her mom was sleeping in the bed with her husband mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I was like that's sus like what's what's going on here what do you think Adam <clears throat> I I think the idea of mold in your house killing you is like scarier than your mom killing you, honestly. I do too, because you don't see that coming. No, you don't. No. You just live in your life and boom, one day you die. I bet it's drugs. I bet it's like there's like fentanyl and something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it has something to do with that. But I still wanted to take a look, and that's why I brought it to the table, because some people think she was murdered. So Okay, on the right. tarot card readers, we're going to get to the bottom of this, you guys. We're going to find out what happened to Brittany Murphy. So just give us a moment while we shuffle our cards, and we're going to see what happened to Brittany Murphy. Okay, so I just had a card that like kind of came out while I was shuffling and it's the tower card. So that means that somebody really feels like everything's falling apart really quickly. Okay, so the first card that came through is the tower card. And for those of you that don't know tarot, I'm going to explain what the tower card is. It's a card that has a tower on it and it's falling. Everything's falling from grace. That usually represents a situation where you feel like things are really out of control. There's a lot of breakups in relationships and arguments. I got another card that talks about, I got the lover's card in reverse also, which also indicates arguments of some kind. I got the devil card. Mm. Is that the attached addiction? Is that what that is? No. I mean, normally like our listeners, the um, devil card can represent addiction. It can also represent a bad person who has bad ill intentions for you. I'm picking it up as a person who has ill intentions. Okay. Well, I'm, uh, is it her husband? Because I got a lot of cards that talk about arguing and fighting in a relationship that was going on. And it's like pointing to not a family fight, but a lover's quarrel. That's what I'm pointing. I have the mother's card. I have the mother's card upside down. Go ahead. I have uh, cards that talk about travel. I have cards that talk about feeling like there's not going to be enough money, but there is. I have a card that talks about feeling excited about something and then being disappointed. And I have cards that talk about somebody who should be acting motherly who's not. I have a lot of cards that talk about money. So the outcome of the cards that I have is just like problems with money. There's problems with money. And then we've got another. So the problems with money is the 10 of pentacles in reverse means like, things are falling out with money. And then the six of pentacles, which means like, give some, save some, like if we, if we use our money wisely, like we're going to be okay. But if we just like chuck it out, like it's going to fall apart. So can we just check to see, is this a, did she die from like mold? Cause that was one of the things. No, I'm also getting a no. Did she die due to her poor health and anything that was mixed in her system? Like well, let's break this down. Let's ask about poor health first, okay? <clears throat> Did she okay. die from poor health? Like anemia, and I'm getting no. I'm getting a no on that. She had pneumonia and anemia, but I'm getting that's not what killed her, like her poor health and what they said. Was it the cocktail of drugs that were in her system that killed her? Yes, I'm getting yeah, yes. I'm getting that too. Um, was it an accident? No. No, I'm getting a no on that too. Was she murdered? Was Brittany Murphy murdered? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting a yes. What? That is not what I expected. She was really ill. Was the husband and the mom, are they, were they in a relationship? Yes. I'm also getting a yes. So did they plot this out together over money? No. Was it just the mom? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, what mother, like if your daughter is telling you, mommy, I'm sick, mommy, I'm going to die. Like what mother doesn't take her kid to the hospital? Yeah. Once you get in the bathtub, then we'll fill it with water. If you're you feeling go, bad. Why don't you go lay on the floor? If you feel you're fine. What the hell? It's, it's yeah. not like poor people where you're like, I really don't have enough, like Brittany Murphy. Yeah. She can afford to go to the hospital and get checked out. Or bring somebody to her. You know what I mean? Oh man, this is wild. Adam, what do you think? I was not expecting to hear about the the murder of Brittany Murphy. That's for sure. By her her own mother. Is her mother mother a psychopath? Was was her husband in on it? No. No. Or did she later murder him? Yes. I got that too. Oh shit. Was he going to reject her? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Did they, did they have an affair before Brittany Murphy was killed? Yes. And one yeah, after? Yes. yes. Did he want to be in a relationship with her? No. No. She wanted to be in a relationship with him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a greedy, horrible person, right? That's awful. That's not what I expected. I only was just like, oh, only brought that story to the table because I was like, hmm, I just really like her. You know, I think she deserves, you know. Not to be killed by her mother. She just yeah. deserves better, you know. That's too bad. Yeah, pretty shocking, right? Hmm. I want to ask one more question about that. Is it ever going to come out that her mother c- killed her? Oh, not by anybody but us, because I'm seeing no. I don't see her getting like in trouble for it. Well, they ruled it an accident with how sick she was. I mean, you can die from pneumonia and you know all the complications she was having. That's why I was like, I don't know. It sounds like she was real sick, but that's not what we picked up, guys. That is not what we picked up. So that is shocking. Sharon's so, shitty. Sharon yeah. sucks. Today I wanted to talk about a murder that I've always been really curious about because this one murder where I'm not sure exactly what happened murders. It's more than one. And usually I have, I have a pretty good idea or suspicion, but this one has just always taken me by surprise. So here we go on June 6th, 1996 at 2 31 AM 911 was dispatched in Rolette, Texas. A call was put out by a woman who said that her children were stabbed and that her throat was cut. So this is the case of Darley Rotier. Are you guys familiar with this one? Yes. No. Okay. In 1996, she had just had a baby not too long ago and her husband and the new baby were upstairs and she was sleeping on the couch with her boys And I think they fell asleep watching TV and she woke up a little bit later. She said to a stranger in the living room and that one of her children was already dead and the other one was dying and they were five and six years old. Six-year-old was Devin, five-year-old was Damon and their throats were slit. Her throat was slit too. A window screen, screen in the garage had been cut. And they found a fingerprint, but nothing had come of that. She woke up to somebody in the house and she said that um, she wasn't, she was really groggy at first, but then she saw them kind of put together what it was. And she chased after this person and they got away. Later, when the police came, they found a sock that had both her kids' blood on it in the neighborhood, like somebody had dropped it. But she ended up getting arrested and convicted for this crime and she's been in jail ever since so the question always came down to did she do this to her children and then run out drop a buddy bloody sock and then come back in or did somebody really break into the house and and slit her boy's throats and slit her throat but they missed hitting her her jugular so was this something that was set up by her? Was it possibly her husband or was it a stranger? Adam, you said that you've heard of this case. Did you have an opinion on this? 
from the facts that I am aware of, it really, for me, pointed toward this lady doing it herself. Mm -hmm. Over the years, I have come to think both sides, you know, looking into this more and listening to podcasts and stuff. I've gone back and forth on this. This is one of those I just can't make up my mind on. And that's why I decided to look at it. I wanted to look at it with our anniversary today because this is a real whodunit to me. I, I mean, uh, for me, as somebody who's just heard you say the story, I was going to agree with Adam. Like, I'm like, I feel like this lady did it. So I'm, I'm being Adam are on the same team for this. So <laughs> I'm like, this lady did it. You've seen it so much in the news where people are just like, oh, I was attacked. And then they're like, oh, I got shot in the arm. Oh, lucky. You know, like lucky mm -hmm. me, I survived. Team Adam today, like we're on the same team. Let me tell you this also, which was, which was part of why people didn't trust her. A few days after the murder was a birthday of one of the boys and there was footage of her and her family um, laughing and spraying silly string near the grave sites. And so that seems like an, an odd reaction, right? That's certainly a horrible way to behave. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you could all see Katie's face. She looks if very shocked. If your child's brutally murdered, you're going to go out to their grave. How many days after their death? Like a week. Oh, and go. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. But I will say Guilty. this. She's not. They said, <laughs> they said that she's not the one that brought it. She, that she didn't bring the silly string. And before that, they were all really sad. And that's what they ended with. And that, you know, that the news didn't pick up the first part where they were mourning and talking and crying together. So you're still convinced guilty. No, no, no. Your child dies. It's brutal. Your child's brutally murdered. There's no way like a week later, you're going to be like, oh, well, that's how it goes sometimes. Silly string. No. <laughs> and oh, that doesn't happen. There's been some folks that think that it was her husband. So I want to look into that too. If it might've like, wasn't her, was it her husband? But I feel like that's the end of this story. Like, did she do it or didn't she not do it? Readers. Nope, not readers. They don't read. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they, they, probably, they probably read. <laughs> Maybe read, but that's not what we're here for, reading. We're not yeah. writing a book. Hey, listeners, uh, Pam and I are tarot card readers, so we're going to go ahead and get to the bottom of this mystery. Did this lady kill her kids, or was it really a random psycho on the loose just cutting people with knives? What is the lady's name? Darley Rotier. Darley Rotier. All right. So this took place on a military base, right? No. Mm -mm. No. I was going to say, if it did, she's even more suspect. Dolly wrote here. Okay, so we're going to shuffle. Excuse us a moment while we shuffle our cards. Take a look. What's okay. going on with Dolly wrote here? Is Darley guilty? Did she do this? I see that look on your face. Katie, are your cards different than you expected them to be? They're just really strange. I had to, I'm asking like, are these even about this case? Because I have like a weird, I have a weird mix of things going on, but I got the devil card and we've talked about the devil card before. And the devil card is really toxic bad guy energy like somebody bad is like hanging around and mm -hmm. then i've got the um i've got the justice card like in the future so i feel like there's going to be something that comes up and i got the sun card which is the best card in the deck that's why i'm confused i was like yeah we got bad guy energy here but then we got another card that's like struggle at first victory to follow like um the initial cards that came through was like the the ace of wands which means like new idea like i have a great idea and then the one that's sitting on top of it is the seven of cups which also means like i have a lot of great ideas about that's why i was confused and then i have a card that talks about bored and moody children as an mm -hmm. outcome of the situation 
I want to tell you really quickly, it's interesting because what I'm picking up is, so what I'm picking up really quickly is a heartbroken person. And I'm also picking up that somebody thought the grass was greener somewhere else. And so I feel like there was somebody dissatisfied. I think there was bored, moody children, or at least that's what it felt like. I think that this was an inside job. Yeah, I agree. I agree fully because a lot of these cards are, uh, there's another card here, which is the four, it's the four, yeah, it's the four of wands. And it indicates to me like they're, and it's in a reverse position. It indicates that there's like arguments. So it's like, this isn't really the way I saw things going. Like, and, um, you know, I could really do a lot of other things if I didn't Mm -hmm. have these bored and moody kids around. Mm-hmm. And I see, that's why I was confused because I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of happiness and like, I'm moving on. Like that was a struggle, but I got through it kind of energy. Mm-hmm. So let's get right down to it. When you ask if it's darling, what do you see? I got a yes. You, did you ask with your pendulum? Yes, I did. I'm getting it. That was her husband. Will you ask and see if it was both of them? I'm getting husband also, but I got her like, they may have been okay. into like uh, in on it together, but I got her. Like, I was like, yeah, she did it. I asked, she do and it. they really felt like we got away with this. All right. Good cheese. Let's go. Okay. You know what? Now that I'm, I'm rechecking, I'm picking it. It was the both of them. Cause so, I was getting stronger husband vibes and now I'm picking up her. He stood by her for a really long time after this. Mm-hmm. That makes sense why he would stand by her for so long because they did it together. Yeah. Jeez. Well, one year and now all we're talking about is moms who uh, killed her kids. Yeah, I guess. This was uh, kind of an eye opener. Oh <laughs> That's what I'm picking up too. It was uh, both of them. Cracked it. Cracked Cracked it. it. Another one bites the dust. A lot of moms. A lot of moms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. What a a weird coincidence. All right, guys. uh, Here's where we reveal to the listeners that uh, the whole next year, it's only mom killers. (laughs) (laughs) Mom killers. Killed by a mom. Killed by a mom. <laughs> well, that's really sad. And thank thankfully it's an anomaly and it's not happening all over. I mean, it happens yes. a lot thankfully, more than you would like to every think. Every mother kills their child, but a lot of them do. A lot of them yeah. do. We're about yeah. to find out for the next year all about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, how about that? Any final thoughts on one year as a podcast, guys? I just want to thank you guys for for all the hard work that you've put into the podcast. You've been an excellent team, and I'm really, really happy that we've done this. Thank you so much to our listeners. There's a we have a whole group of listeners that are are ride or dies. You know who you are. I see you. We love you guys. I see you listening every week. Um, Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. If you continue to listen so consistently, we're going to all let you go to Adam's house and give him a hug. He will That's be right. out in his yard. Mm-hmm. I Arms with arms wide open. Just waiting. We'll just, just, waiting. We'll just set the date right now. October 10th. Hugs from Adam. Thank you, you so much. for And a pizza. Oh, and a pizza. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. It's been really a great year and it's been really fun working with you guys and looking at these mysteries. And I definitely am looking forward to all of the mysteries in the future. I have also had a great time. Love working with you guys. I love our listeners. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's awesome. Um, If you want to say hi or do any of that stuff, uh, you can reach out to us at readingtheroompod at gmail.com. That's readingtheroompod at gmail.com. You can check out our awesome website at readingtheroom.live reading the room dot live our yeah. socials not dot dead never dot dead 
I challenge Kate, if you follow our TikTok, if you don't go do it, uh, if you do, I'm challenging Kate. We're going to see whose TikToks can get more likes. Officially, it's on, dude. Oh, we're coming. We're making the TikToks. So TikTok people, yeah. get on there. We Tag us in, in these Bigfoot videos. We're on there. We're going to engage. Let's go. <laughs> I'm about to take you to Pound Town in the, the <laughs> nicest way possible. I... <laughs> and, and in the meantime, I will be saying, what's TikTok? How do you get on TikTok? Because I'm old. I'm almost we'll a baby you- boomer. We'll send your grandkids over to help set up your internet. (laughs) All right. And as always, guys, and as always, bye-bye. Okay, you cut out in the middle of that one too, but we're going to have to just deal with it. (laughs) Unless you want to do it again. I decidedly do nuts.